All right, and welcome to uh, Horror Stuff with Rob and Patrick. <laughs> Another episode two, finally. Yeah. Um, so, similar to last time, hopefully we'll be a little more streamlined this time around. Uh, maybe have a little more organized thoughts, still a little bit scattered. but um, We're going to try to keep it under the original runtime of Braveheart. Yes, yeah. which... I don't even know what that was. Probably what? I, I, I do remember it came in two VHS cassettes. It was so fucking long. <laughs> it's like Titanic. A, yeah, lots of stuff came in two VHS sets. Um, VHS could not handle much. No. Which was crazy because you could record like eight things on a recordable VHS. The old ones if you, if you recorded an SLP. The super yeah. slow play. Anyway, we're getting a we're just starting to ramble again. We're going to try not to do that. So, right, so I'll tell you what, rather than rather than tell what we're once again, rather than tell what we're going to talk about today, would you like to start us off with our our opening or? Yes, I've another another brand new opening opening hot track for this episode. Patrick hasn't heard it yet. So this is our this is it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Yea, I call thee forth, Trantor. Well, there's your problem right there, Vern. I knew an Ottoman Eagle Scout. He got a merit badge in wholesale thought. She told me about this troll that had red glowing eyes. Oh my, I'm afraid. Yes! Ah, I think I think I got another one. I told you I think this felt better than Loomis. I think it felt a little bit better than Loomis. <laughs> I should sell uh, these. What I what I love what I love is that I couldn't tell like the troll. That was a great death growl. It's like I was like, is that from the original music or is that <laughs> 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 so good. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> oh no yeah we you 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 have to do one for every single episode now. oh i think i'm gonna have to i mean well if you if you uh if you didn't pick up on it uh we are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorites uh er- ernest scared stupid yeah <laughs> such a great movie which was it was the last movie uh the last ernest movie to go to theaters yep yep and Ernest Goes to Camp is my personal favorite Ernest movie, but uh, man, Scared Stupid. I'm sorry. I made a post <laughs> in, in the horror group, but dude, watching this movie, it's better than every Rob Zombie movie ever made. Dude, okay. Period. End of story. You could watch. If somebody came to you after you just saw it, because Patrick just watched it again or for the first time, I'm not no. sure which, but um, somebody came to me with every movie that Rob Zombie had 
ever made. And Ernest. I'm watching Ernest. So here's here's the magnificent thing about this movie, though, is it's an Ernest movie. And yet the, the fucking the creature design, dude. Like, it's scary. The, I remember this movie scaring the shit out of me as a kid. The practical effects are actually legit. Yeah. The practical effects in this movie are like they're on par with with any horror movie of the day. If not if not uh, um a step above. Man, when that troll changes and grows into like Megatron yes. troll That's and those thing his skin horror. splits, you're like Okay, everybody thought, oh, best best practical transformation ever, which I which I can agree with is the howling. In my opinion, the howling's probably the best physical transformation. But dude, fucking uh, uh, Trantor, the troll, that mother dude, this movie had I, I don't remember, I think it was like a nine million dollar budget. <laughs> and they used all of it. Yes. This movie you could say, whereas we've me and Patrick have I reviewed a lot of ship movies, he's watched them and we've reviewed a lot of them together. Where we're like, okay, how did you how did you spend five million? You watched this, and you're like, oh yeah, they stretched the budget and they spent every penny. <laughs> oh, hey, I don't know, like, what's amazing about it is, you know, when they set out to make it, when Disney even um, helped pay for it, right? They're like, okay, yeah, I'm making Ernest Halloween movie, you know, just like. Any stupid little Halloween movie of the day where you take a child or a children's property and then you just add something quote unquote spooky about it. Dude, you can tell like the, the writer, the director, I mean, they set out to make <laughs> a yeah. horror like as best they could within the confines of make it an earnest movie. But like that, <laughs> that's good. It, man. That is a legit costume. Like the, the, the articulation of the face, um, just the, the everything, man. Every, everything about that costume was, was was spot on. Oh no, the costume was great. The effects were great. Um, you're going to touch on it more, but um, I mean, the story was good. The the town, the practical, the practical yeah. effects, everything about it was was really really spot on and good. So that's why we were talking about what to do and i think i had posted or commented something like guess what i'm watching and patrick automatically assumed hubie's halloween which he was correct i've already watched that four or five times uh i go to sleep to it but re-watching Ernest, it's like what patrick said actually about what was it the paw patrol movie like they don't care they're not making it for adults no this i could see i think this was like what 1988 or 90 something Man, if I went to the theater with my kids to see it, I would have enjoyed it, right? And, and I'm saying I was terrified when I saw it too as a child. Don't be wrong. Like it, this is where Rob and I are probably going to differ. Uh, Ernest has not aged well as as far as like comedy wise. Uh, he is not. Uh, it was. It, it's, it, it's my kind of comedy. Yeah, and I I mean I think you covered that with the Hubie's Halloween, but this is. It, Nonetheless, the screen, the, the creature effects, and as like um, the, the movie itself as a time capsule, right? So you have everything. You have Ernest. Um, you have fucking. Uh, you have a little child dressed as an Indian. Nobody cared. No, <laughs> nobody and cared. As they shouldn't have. 
It had Eartha Kit. This it movie Eartha had Kit. Eartha Kit. And not only that, Eartha Kit at like, oh, is she maybe maybe seventy years old. Yeah, she definitely was still a name though. No, yeah, but my point is, she's playing someone who's. I mean, if you pay attention to the story, she should be like 120. Yeah. Uh, I actually really, like I said, I actually really liked the story. I actually really enjoyed the evil, evil troll story. <laughs> um, yeah. It, you know what, though? One thing that they deserve an incredible amount of, uh, of, of credit for is the attention to detail and consistency. Right? Mm-hmm. So many times in, in so many movies, just little things here and there um, just fall by the wayside and people think, oh, well, you know, we don't need to worry about that. Nobody's going to be thinking about that, etc. The um, the little wooden dolls that the children turn into. They they painstakingly crafted those dolls to be in the exact position that each child was in. And they never change. Like you said, there's not like there's not many goofs in the movie for not at all production even the dog uh, a rim shot the dog when it's attacking the troll when it turns into wood like it's barely recognizable as a dog because it's a dog who's like you know biting someone's ankle yeah wooden thing like they didn't just be like oh here's a wooden dog no they're like this is the position it was in when it turned into it so here you go like i i just ha- i have to commend the attention to detail, especially for a movie like Ernest uh, Scared Stupid. Well, I mean, there's that, but then you know, I mean, it definitely is an Ernest movie, which is very much a goofy, it's its own vibe. Ernest is completely its own vibe. Um, But, you know, what I really appreciate after just doing a little bit of research, Jim Varney had all these different careers, was uh, always wanted to be an actor. You know, and the whole Ernest character started off when he was broke and he got a job with an advertising agency to do these local, like, uh, Kentucky ads for car dealerships. That's where the whole, hey, Vern, you know, hey, Vern, you want low interest financing on your next Chevrolet. But he he took that character Mm -hmm. and the guy that was the guy that worked for the ad agency that directed the um, commercials, uh, John Cherry. He stuck with him. He's the writer and director of all the. They took something this small and turned it into. An I mean, empire. I mean, it was millions and millions. I mean, I I couldn't imagine Ernest Scared Stupid had nine million dollar budget, and Disney was upset. Yeah. Okay. This is the craziest thing to me. Disney was upset that for a nine million dollar budget on a live action kids movie, mm-hmm. that it only made fourteen million. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was the last one to go to theater. But that's still insane. I could never, I, I can't think of, you know, live action children's shows or movies. I mean, you know, right, right now, right now, or even when my kids were little, little, you know, I got one in high school and one uh, going to middle school. But if you would have told me any of them had a $10 million budget and I think like Ernest, Ernest Christmas did 24 million, I would say, no way. Absolutely yeah. not. I, I I remember watching them as kids. I mean, obviously they don't or went to a theater for one. Um, but I remember seeing them all as as, as kids on VHS. 
every single one of them. And it was like a family affair. Everybody loved, like, at least at the time, or at least it, like you were mentioning before, it's got something for the parents. Um, yeah. But to, to piggyback onto the, the little, like, behind the scenes stuff, <clears throat> I actually looked a little bit into uh, um, some of the actors myself. Um, not the important ones, mind you, uh, but uh, the, the, you know, the old creepy mute guy uh, who's in all of us. <laughs> yep. I looked into that guy. Um, that guy was a librarian in Nashville, Tennessee, um, who all of all of the Ernest films uh, and I think all the York clips and were all filmed in Nashville, D with the possible exception of Ernest Goes to Africa. I'm not sure I did. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was a librarian. Um, who just kind of, I don't know, maybe they thought he just looked weird or whatever. And then in, I think it was 1995, he retired, which is crazy because that's what he looked like in 1991. And then, <laughs> Yeah, four, I'm surprised he made it that far. Four years later, he retired to focus on his acting career. So, um, uh, what is it? Billy Burr uh, worked for the Metro Nashville Public Library in Nashville for over 20 years. Which, again, how old was this guy? Uh, yeah, was, well, he, he's definitely he, in the triple retirement. Was he a rough 35? Like, was that just a really... Did, did he just... Um, he has also appeared in a few music videos with Ray Stevens, such as Sitting Up with the Dead, and then Double Asterisk, Note, he was the one in the coffin. <laughs> Not surprised on that. Um, but yeah, no, like, <clears throat> the, the, the way these are filmed, they, they very much, it very much looks like it's hobbled together and just centered around Jim Barney. Like, they just set up the camera, said, all right, Jim, just, just do your thing. The rest of these people just going to bring them in. We're going to tell them to say random stuff. They're going to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> similarly, uh, as far as, as far as the writing goes, it, it's clear that everything was written just surrounding the fact we're going to have Jim Barney on screen, just going to have him doing stuff. Um, everyone else, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. You've got no, exactly. And I mean, it, the crazy thing is, is that it works at least. I mean, it's it, it, for me, it's just, it's got like the, it's got a perfect runtime. It doesn't lag too much. It is very for me. And it just kind of like, it hits certain notes. Like you're saying, like there's, there's a troll. Nobody believes him <laughs> kind of thing, but no, like what, like what we were saying to like do this movie and, just do like a quick little rundown of it. I mean, you know, I old old lady Hackmore, which uh, Eartha Kitt's hilarious, and yeah. you know, and and I I just really appreciate you know. There's it hits all of the horror movie tropes, yeah. and it has a little little back and forth. There's a troll buried under a tree, and old lady Hackmore is like the she's the Van Helsing. Yeah, she's like the Van Helsing. She's like the watcher of the tree. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, I just think it's like a perfect, fun, goofy, ridiculous uh, Halloween movie. But rewatching it again, it's insane 
One, oh. like you said, how they got away with so much stuff. This movie would not be made today, and I don't mean for political correctness reasons or anything. This movie just wouldn't be made because I don't think anybody would believe children. <laughs> like, the, like the child, the ages of the child actors mm. nowadays, you wouldn't take your children away. <laughs> like, oh, no, my child's only seven. He can't, or 10. I don't know. Because when that troll changes and all the drool and like no, no. Patrick said, they, 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 they tap into some really dark <laughs> things in this movie. Among the things that they tap into, um, they they pretty much spell out the fact that um, you know the the homeless guy who runs the town sanitation um, is is insane. Like legitimately, he is insane. Um, he has multiple personality disorder, and so <laughs> I and no, but it's actually brought up in the film is the thing. Like. It'd be one thing if, you know, he does those weird little characters out of nowhere where it shows him dressed up as all these different things. Um, the child actually makes note of it. And he says, oh, great. It's me and the multiple personalities versus the troll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Ernest. Makes mention. Of his father abandoning him. Yeah, he does in the fight with the troll line, but it's there. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I actually think when they were writing this, they were, they were definitely uh, like touching on some things. They were going, yeah, they're they're going like, what what was it? Troll says something about you and your forefathers or something like that. Yeah, he's You'll- like, I never knew my father. Yeah, so he said. I only have one father, and I didn't know him very well. Like, yeah. Well, the crazy part is about Ernest movies, and I will say, I've watched them all, um, and I kind of remember them. Not all of them, but I definitely remember this one the most. I've probably watched it the most. Um, but you, it does. It touches on these weird things, especially watch it as a doll. Like, what happens to poor Ernest after all this? Like, like you know, because he is. He's kind of like. In real, in real life, in real, real life, uh, he, he's a kind of a very weird out there dude who is on the outskirts of society. Yeah. And I mean, I remember watching it or just had the feeling watching it, you know, where the kids are in his garbage truck and yeah. driving out of town with him. Like, yeah. he's an innocent guy. I don't think he would ever do yeah. anything. Like, I'm not trying to twist him like that, but. I like did. the sheriff pulls him over and it's like, I've warned you about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you can't have children in a garbage truck <laughs> driving them out of town. Well, then later on, you know, he almost murders two children who get into his, his uh, dumpster. Like he, that's right. But, but a, we don't, but we don't like those kids. No, those were the, those were the, uh, those are the children. yes, uh, but, yeah, the the and they could have easily gone in the direction which most any other movie would when the first child goes missing after hanging out with Ernest in his treehouse. Um, just oh, Joey didn't come home from Ernest's uh, treehouse. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I can imagine somebody saying that. That's today. a problem. 
guys. It's <laughs> a serious problem. We need an investigation. Uh, Joey wound up buried underneath underneath the treehouse. That's not good. That's no. Good look, Ernest. Um, but luckily, they gloss over that in the sense that nobody in that town gives a shit about missing kids. Like, even to the point where at <laughs> near the end, where they finally look like they're starting to care about missing children, and they're like, hey, where's, you know, my, my child's gone missing. I don't know where she is. And then this one guy interrupts her and says, my trash hasn't been taken out for two days. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's, but that's kind of, but that's kind of real though. Like living in a, I can actually see some asshole neighbor coming out and being like, hold on, your kid's missing. But my recycling hasn't been picked up in a week. Well, we don't want to honestly go too long on Ernest because we're trying to keep him short. But I mean, in my opinion, I'm I'm giving it like five out of five stars. This is a mu- if you if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Ernest Scared Stupid, you have to you watch have- it. You have to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I assume you're still talking about Ernest. I got cut off for a minute there. Oh no, still talking about Ernest. I was just saying that we were gonna. You know, we're going to try to bounce. We're not trying to do anything super in-depth on any of these, but kind of just like a quick, you know, hitting random stuff. And But if, if you haven't seen Ernest Scared Stupid, you have to go out and watch it. It's on Amazon. A, a lot of his movies aren't. A lot of them are hard, like Goes to Camp. I can't seem to find. I can't seem to find some other ones because doing a little bit of research, uh, just watching some stuff about Jim Varney, rest in peace. You know, he, he died at 50, died pretty young um but uh he had he's got like over three thousand credits and i didn't even know there was that many earnest movies it goes to jail is uh jail is on there see that's not my that's not like a good one i mean i may have to rewatch it but that's definitely not on my list this my list is probably goes to camp well number one honestly from what i remember is goes to camp number two is scared stupid um and then number three is christmas and the rest of them i don't i don't really remember very well i do remember as a kid not being interested in Ernest goes to jail i remember goes to jail because there's yeah there is evil jim varney Ernest. with he just removes his hat and slicks his hair back and if i do remember he's a little he's 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 a little on the on the on the sexual assault side when it comes to that defense attorney i did hear um why well, i hear i saw a tiktok um that was uh it's one of these uh one of the children child actors that you can probably picture in your head the uh, little ginger kid with the big ears uh, yes yeah so uh he has a tiktok right where he just discuss discusses movies that he's been in because that kid showed up in all sorts of shit. well savannah uh the, my my rep my boss yeah honestly um she has had to watch Ernest scared stupid I, I swear to you, and Patrick will, well, you know, Patrick will, people don't seem to understand I am the way I am. Yes. Like this, this isn't a persona. The Rob has been the Rob since uh, I got arrested that one time for that charge that, uh, you know, we don't need to go into. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was my prison name when I was in uh, Leon County lockup. Um, but, uh, but no, like I've watched this movie at least eight times in the last five days. Like you'll, you'll watch it and then you put TikTok on your iPad and you and then you look up, you're like, oh, it's about halfway over and you rewind it again. 
I actually, started off from, from, a, from a new, and then you take a couple of Unisom and to get snuggled, get the warm fuzzies, and then you see, oh, it's almost over. And because I guess there's some TikTok saying that you have anxiety if you you like the you know you like the comfort of the same thing over again. So then rewind it again. Then something will happen. Usually I got to get up to pee. Then I'll see, oh, it's almost over again. Then I'll rewind it again. And Savannah's awake the whole time this is happening. The whole time this vicious circle. <laughs> She's awake the whole time. And then eventually I go to sleep by like 30 minutes into the movie. God, I, I feel like this talk about Ernest Scared Stupid like uh, got like surprisingly uh, self-referential. And yeah, it did. It's, 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 it's deep into my soul. Like we made we made relentless fun of uh, Dr. Loomis in the Halloween franchise. And then we're talking about Ernest scared stupid. And we're bringing up fucking backstory of, yeah. And, uh, and the dark undertones um, that they explore in that movie. And I think, but that's, that's the beauty of it. And that's, that's the beauty of Ernest really, you know, well, that's, that's, that's also like the beauty of, um, of like my biggest complaints. With so many movies to me it's like the beauty of subtlety and subtext you could watch Ernest, have a really good time and pick up and laugh to yourself about like all this weird dark undertones and multiple personalities and who would Ernest who would Ernest be if he was in my town like oh that's kind of strange to think of not be anyone good but no that's probably why they gravitated to this 87 year old librarian yeah <laughs> in in nashville and then just, just come on let's just just make some goofy faces okay and and just it, it it'll be fun it, it it's fine it's fine no that's a camera that's a camera it's not gonna hurt you come over here come over here like that's probably why they gravitate they gravitated towards broken people yeah um, you mean you know jim varney i'm sure i looked at some of the stuff i mean he's been working since the early 70s and yeah. he he was one of the original he was one of the wouldn't say original but he was part of the group in like the comedy house and stuff like that or whatever it is the laugh shack whatever it is in la i mean he started he started with robin williams they were best friends up till earn till jim's death i mean so i don't think he like you said this isn't like the host of blues clues he yeah. came up with this weird character making fun of and using where he came from in like Lexington, Kentucky. And it was hilarious and fun. And that's why I think the movies are, are good because he's not, he's, he's not, uh, he's not trying to be, you know, blues clues or whatever. He's, he's kind of taken his idea of his comedy and the writing and, you know, making it, you know funneling it down into some kid stuff but it still doesn't make it you know like just absolutely ridiculous it makes it fun to watch no matter how old you are i think um well i did that that's where i disagree just because as I, I don't think it aged well as far it, as, i watch it so often it hasn't aged much for me like i i, I want to fair enough i i I'll probably have my kids watch at least as, uh, as much of this as they can tell me. Because um, the troll probably will freak them out. I, I, I am curious to see how they'll respond. Because it, that style of humor, and maybe it's because like 
you know, it's so, it, it is the basis, like, bedrock level of humor. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. There is no subtlety. There is no depth uh, to any of it. And yet, as we discussed, it's like in the background of all of that, of, of art jokes and, and bad slapstick, like really bad slapstick. Oh, come on. You, you, you laughed when he was, when he was up on his, up on his garbage truck, hitting the switches, the, 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 the Duke of trash or whatever. And then when it, I still laugh, I st- I, if I hear it, I should have had that sound clip, but if I hear it when he sticks the, Oh no, Ernest, when he has the baby and he sticks the baby's head in the gears. gets me every time. I know it's coming. I know it's yeah. coming, but I can't help it. it. gets me every time. Can we talk about the fact that he, he just, um, it's like this genius inventor. Yeah, like, no, he's in all of his movies. He is too. In all of his movies, he comes up with some kind of insane invention. Yeah, for sure. But like that, that treehouse, the most elaborate treehouse on earth, like the, those children built it with virtually nothing but his instructions in like two hours. Maybe Ernest is like some incredible, like structural mechanical engineer doctorate. And, you know, he's in his late forties and this is but, what he does. He's like some kind of savant to, to make a weapon that can only fire fully baked pizzas. Well, and then he had the yogurt cannon, you know, which apparently that can shoot cans of beans or yogurt. Yes. It's interchangeable. I mean, the, like I said, he is, he, he, he again here we go like you said see i think that's the difference is like Ernest sets out like these movies like this like i could talk about Ernest forever but like Ernest sets out to do this <clears throat> to make just this ridiculous movie and yeah. it's just halloween themed and i think that's why you know and then also there's nobody out here you know pumping or, or rooting for for Ernest. where i think that's where like at least my uh, where I come in, you know, we're being like jaded and stuff. I'm so sick and talk, he- sick and tired of hearing people talk about the genius of Halloween, which in my opinion, no nope. Halloween's no different than Ernest. They set out to make a scary horror movie for teenagers and young adults. Ernest nope. set out just to make a goofy Halloween. And, and uh, it's not horror. It's just a Halloween movie for, for kids. And like you said, there is some stuff in there for for adults but i think both of them are equally as <clears throat> genius in just the way that they pulled it off somehow they both work ernest shouldn't work i shouldn't oh, still yeah. want to watch and enjoy ernest but i do <laughs> yeah. um i i won't say that i enjoyed it but i did when i was a child okay um, as far as Halloween, I can't even say that. I, I was bored by Halloween when I was a child. I'm still bored by it now. Uh, I, I, I've tried to go back and rewatch 78. Is it a classic? Of course. Is it the reason why so many other things happen? Absolutely. I, but I, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, Evil well, Dead. E- Evil Dead's incredible. I don't get as bored with Evil Dead. Um, but Halloween 78 does it bore i think the exorcist bores me to tears i can't get through the exorcist anymore it's well so the key with the exorcist is that it most of it is built around that tension and suspense and build up and you know once 
once you've watched watched it already, the you know a, a good portion of that magic is gone. So that yeah. That, but in in the original Halloween, like I've never understood it. People would be like, oh, I, I have a tradition. I watch it, you know, every year. Um, why? It's it, it's boring. The only thing I could see is having that suspense with it. Right. Yeah, but they don't. Well, like you said they don't. The first time you, I, I, you know, maybe it's maybe it's because we were born in the eighties, but like, you know, the very like you said, the very first time I watched it as a kid, I was bored of it because by then I had seen all kind yeah. of other stuff that builds suspense better, yeah. that had a better payoff. Um, and then of course by then there's already you know six or seven sequels, yeah. so well, you you know he's not dead. I mean, even if even if you're not saying like you even if you haven't done your research you just know that just like the first time i saw the first time i watched the friday the 13th you know you know he's not dead like it's already been established that the slashers don't die yeah so it just you know i don't it just it, it never really sticks with me that's well and that's that's always the same the the same thing you hear over and over and over from a halloween fan is that oh but you know it was my first um and that's because, yeah, I understand that because it is baby's first horror. Um, it is, there, nothing really happens. Not scary. Um, there's no blood. There's Honestly, there's virtually no violence. Definitely no on-screen violence. Um, I, yeah, yeah, you know, and then they, that's what the people say. Well, you know, that's just, that's just the genius of it. And it's like, well, no. I mean, this movie was 1978. There was tons of horror movies before it where the the NCAA or whatever or the 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 the, the ratings board, you know, Psycho had no on-screen violence. Yeah. The birds had barely. No, actually the birds had no on-screen violence except for there's that one shot after his eyes were eaten out. Um, you know, there's a ton of them that didn't I, I I'm trying to think Black Christmas had no on-screen violence. It was the buildup, and then something happened, and then we, we caught, we we missed it. We caught up to it. Um, so you know, not saying I love John Carpenter. I just, to me, I think movies like, um, Cabin in the Woods, is incredible. They took all that stuff and they made it really fun. Yeah, I could rewatch Cabin in the Woods twenty times. Uh, Hubie's Halloween, same thing. Love it. I could rewatch it over and over again. So in my opinion, Hubie's Halloween. And Ernest are far superior to Halloween, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, it, it, you can put me on record as saying that. I'll say Hubie's Halloween is superior. To it. Yes. See, yeah. well, <laughs> well, there we go. There's your little quick our movie of the week. Yeah, the uh, quick, quick forty-five minute. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because I didn't think we'd enjoy. It. I didn't think we could talk about Ernest that much, but apparently I, we can. I I went into it thinking we were going. To ripping into it but then we started talking we realized that like first of all it's it's self-aware it knows what it is there's nothing to make fun of you know Um, for what it is it is so well executed like it should not be dude if i if i if i made them if i i I, I, i'm tempted to make movies but like if i made Ernest scared stupid i'd be proud as shit of that oh yeah it's like this is what we wanted to do um yeah. and we did it yeah whoever the creature design again like fuck man like 
is that Stan Winston? Who made that shit? <laughs> no, but it is so good. Even even the little throwaway uh, trolls at the end. They're still good. Pretty solid. Um, also, okay, so last thing I will say, and this connects back to the Halloween, how there's like virtually no violence. Um, when those trolls got melted by the milk, it was surprisingly gruesome. Oh, <laughs> it was. Just turned into bloody heaps with bones sticking out. I mean, Ern- yeah, Ernest scared stupid. Like, if you're a gore hound or a fango fan or anything like that, Ernest scared stupid is far beyond more gory and more violent than probably at least probably two or three of the classics. Like, it's more violent than Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's mm, it's more violent than Black Friday. Because Black Friday is just a bunch of people answering the phone. Um, you know, so I definitely give my hats off to Ernest. It's awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. But now we're going to move on to coming soon to own on DVD and video, which none of us watched anything that I'm aware of. Yeah, we didn't watch anything. Uh, <clears throat> we tend to watch Malignant, which will. Um, we'll I'm, I wanted to watch Malignant. We guess we could just talk about it. That's the only really. I think that and Candyman are the only still the only two <clears throat> coming soons that are Candyman's not available on streaming yet. Um Malignant is on HBO Max. Um yeah. and I had no hopes for Candyman. And I will go I'll watch it when it gets the streaming platform. Um and I kind of really was excited to see Malignant because the only thing I saw was a couple of teaser trailers, really yeah. short ones. Um, and then now that it's been dropped, I've not seen one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even looking for YouTube reviews or real reviews. I've not seen one positive comment about this movie yet. Not I, one. I, yeah. And so I'm going to watch this. If not today, I'm going to watch it in the next couple of days. And then hopefully Rob and I can get together and uh, do a review episode where we just talk about that. It'll be separate from this format where we just review the film and then we're done. Um, so we'll probably try and plan that out in the next couple of days um, for m- Malignant. But so far, the only positives that I've heard from it is James Wan set out to make a Giallo film. And that Giallo films were badly made. And, and so is this. He was successful because he made this badly. Um, they're saying he did it on purpose. We'll see. Um, but like, <laughs> Again, this, go- this goes back to how Ernest is mm-hmm. such a good movie, because like Patrick said, they set out to make this movie, and they did it. And now here we go. We got James yeah. Wan, and I've already upset a couple. I've never even seen it. I'm already upsetting James Wan fans by commenting on a couple of things. And it's like, is that's there's the excuse. Like, oh, it's not good, but this time he didn't want it to be good. You know how hard he worked at making a movie that looks, one, it does, it looks good. It looks very polished. looks very well shot. But that's what worries but me. Then, but then he intentionally so, hired actors that couldn't so- read or act. And then he watched him and Rob Zombie sat together and watched. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I mentioned Rob Zombie. But I heard meth's not good for you. Bullshit! Anyway, they sat down. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, they sat down and watched hours upon hours of 
awful Italian horror. For, no, I don't believe I don't believe a word of it because the teaser looked good. Yeah. It yeah. did. It looked really, really good. Really? So, it's, no, I don't think he set out to intentionally make a terrible movie. No, and if he did, then what he unintentionally did was mislead audiences. Oh, so grossly if, mislead if audiences. Purposely made a film that is bad, um, badly shot, badly acted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then he showed those as trailers, or allowed those trailers to go out, and made people like myself and Rob almost excited to see it. I was very excited to see and, it. And I don't and I don't know where all this giallo what, talk started yeah. before anybody saw it. I think the reason people, I think the only reason why certain people mentioned Giallo is because of the, the poster. It looks like a minimalist Giallo yeah. poster, yeah. but so. so it's already like a bunch of I guess M. Night Shyamalan used to have the same kind of already a bunch of his fans are like, well if it's not good it was because it was intentional. That's bullshit. There's no way. Yeah. Well, no, it might it might sound like terrible at making film. Yes. <laughs> Still no, need to watch old. There's no there's no I can't think of any reason why this especially at the height of his career, would put forth a movie that was purposely made to be, you know, sketchy on the production side, you know. Yeah. Without telling people and and advertising it as a throwback to you know seventies Italian horror, you know what I mean, or or like put forth um, even just quotes that say you know from production value to acting, you know this evokes nineteen um, seventies uh, giallo or something to that effect, you know. Something to give people a heads up who don't read every word that uh, Fangoria puts out or uh, Bloody Disgusting or whoever else. Yeah, you know, and that's just we're we're that's going to be the next episode. No matter what, we're going to just uh, watch it and then we'll have uh, a, a, I wouldn't say we're just going to have like a review. We're not like a, not a in-depth trivia style, but we'll just have like our our take, our review of it. Um, I don't believe a word of it. Like what we just said, I don't believe he intentionally set out to do anything uh, besides try to make, I mean, he is like one of the like coveted names in horror right now. Um, yeah. But I think he's on a definite downward slope. Uh, I watched the conjuring three. I thought it was awful. And that has nothing to do with the fact that the Warrens are absolute frauds. I only got um, 30 minutes into it. No. I, I mean, I watched the whole thing. It was on HBO Max or something. It was whatever. It was on, and I watched it. And again, it was come. It was like it's just one of those things where I think he's starting to slide into that category of, uh, he he gets he he's like zigging when he should zag. Like, and and, and the parts where less is more, he gives you too much, and it's. I thought, and the parts where you need a little bit more, you don't get anything. Yeah. So it's just. I mean, the movies were good when it was the Warrens happened to be there, but now they're superheroes, and they're just—it's—it's just it just makes your eyes roll. It's just not not interesting or entertaining. Well, not only superheroes, but they're altruistic superheroes. Like, no, take me. Like that? No, no, yeah, you're no. there to get the family's money, and don't don't try and 
Yeah. Okay. That'll be our next like full on episode. And I, I, I think we can, I, what do you think, Rob? Should we do a Warren special? Oh, we should do a Warren special. We're getting is yes. Most I'm, certain. I'm almost ready. Actually, if you want to do that, like right after this one, yeah. Like, <laughs> we could just, we could just, we could, no. Hey, we could, we could drop a double VHS set. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could get two. Um, okay. Well, we've got that out of the way. Um, you know, uh, I guess the next thing is <laughs> I was challenged in pitch deck. I do need, uh, I don't really have a, oh, here we go. Poppycock. There we go. I do. That's the only sound clip I have for, uh, for pitch deck right now. Um, uh, I was challenged to pitch Patrick, uh, the Rob Zombies, um, but I heard mess not good for you. Bullshit. Yep. Every time I mention his name. Uh, classic and uh, dare I say Sherry Moon Zombies uh, most time on screen that I've uh, ever had to deal with uh, oh, you don't watch a lot of Rob Zombie movies she's in this from start to finish man <laughs> um, she is Lords of Salem Oh, so if you've listened to our many other one just the one episode one single uh, lasted way too long <laughs> episode so pitch deck is uh which was flipped okay yeah, i have to pitch patrick who will be the moron that's going to give rob zombie millions of dollars to make a movie starring sherry zombie yeah so. all right so uh okay hold on here i gotta get i gotta get in i gotta get into character here okay well you you just let me know when you're ready. Okay, hold on. It's just this is really difficult for me, and you knew it would be. So it's very rough. <clears throat> oh, um, hi, Mr. Movie Executive Guy. I have a I have a treat for you. Have you ever heard of Rob Zombie? I I I have. Is that that is that the fella who uh who uh, hangs out in dive bars and uh um, proposes to the strippers? Yes, yes, he also thinks that uh, Hooters waitresses like him. Um, anyway, I, I've come across, look, this has just come across my desk. Um, you, have you ever heard of House of a Thousand Corpses? I have, I have. You know, you know who really struck me as, uh, as the next up-and-comer from that film? Oh, no, who? Uh, that one, uh, uh, who is that one with the, with the laugh that just sent the shivers up your spine? um sherry Mi- sherry moon zombie is who you're speaking that's of one that's one you know I, I i've never quite gotten uh such a dollar store cashier vibes before and thought that's gonna be a star but i think i think i think she's on to something well it, this is it this is gonna be the one because if you didn't get enough of her in house of a thousand corpses yeah, I'm listening. We, we, we are talking from the first frame of the movie okay. to the last frame of the movie okay. sherry moon zombie Okay, are we going to see any of that uh, that famous energy, that that Sherry Moon energy from her? Absolutely not. In this movie, <laughs> she's playing a uh, recovering heroin addict. Okay, okay, so we got a little little depth there. Okay, what is what does she do for a living? Okay, we're completely. You know, the kids are going to love it because okay. the kids knew about White Zombie from '94. So even though this is 20 years later, uh-huh. she's She's you ready? Yeah, yeah. She's going to be part of a trio. Oh. Radio DJ show in 
Salem, Massachusetts. What? That's where the name comes from. Yes. Yeah. We see. Yeah. See. See. You're connecting the. Do- I don't even have to connect them for you. Okay. Lords okay. of Salem. So, um, Salem, Massachusetts. Something. There's something uh, historical that happened in Salem that we might be able to tie to this. You know. I mean, you, you've got you've got a, 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 a spooky sounding name and everything, and it fits in with the title, and that's great. Is there a way that we can like tie this to the town's history in any way? After doing tireless research, Mr. Zombie found out, and I was completely unaware. Yeah. There were witch trials in what? Salem, Mass. Yes. In Salem. Yes, in up there, up in up in the north. There hey. were there were witch trials there. I'm giving you my money. We need to jump on this before somebody else finds out. Well, hold on, you haven't heard me out. Okay, okay. Just I'm just too excited already. <laughs> we so, know that we know that Hocus Pocus has already done this. But you know what, uh, ima- uh, imagine Hocus Pocus. Time out. We have to do Hocus Pocus too. I have so much to say. Anyways, okay. go. Okay. Okay. Okay, imagine Hocus Pocus. But no <laughs> song, no dancing. Um very little production value. Okay, wait, wait there's no song is there a way we could sneak in some kind of magical spooky song uh yes there's an ancient record the witches had records in salem massachusetts in the 1700s because well they were witches and they they were they did deals with the devil she's a radio dj so who would be able to get their hands on a mysterious lp That'd have to be one third of a, a radio DJ trio, wouldn't it? Exactly. God. So, we, do we have Bette Midler? No. Do we have Ricky Lake? No. But we have a blonde who is basically playing Sarah Jessica Parker, but fighting a massive heroin addiction. I'm so in. Okay, so what happens if, if they put on this magic LP? Uh, what happens to Sarah Jessica Parker on uh, heroin? Okay, heroin Sarah Jessica Parker. As portrayed by Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, that one. Um, she, she, start, she, basic, okay, she, she basically lies around nude. Okay, um, okay. Oh, did I mention that she has dreadlocks? So is this just all candid shots from her home? Yes, uh, uh, very very boxy, very confined feel to it. Um, it's going it's to really unnerve the audience, especially seeing a heroin-addicted Sherry Moon zombie with dreadlocks who wears oversized reading glasses. Why we don't know she? why. Yes, exa- why wouldn't she? Um, but I, from the second I saw Sherry Moon, um, I thought to myself, dreadlocks. That's, that's all I could think of that. Could, I'm telling you, it's because she is she's showing herself that she is not conforming to the world's conformities that that you shouldn't do heroin yes i'm gonna be honest with you um most of this movie has to do with her eventually doing heroin so she doesn't beat the addiction i just want to i just want to be upfront and clear we've had questions before from other people um she does there there is definitely a seven and a half minute heroin smoking montage uh in the movie so 
did did Sherry Moon in order to prepare for this? Did she actually do heroin? Can't 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 can't. She's a she's a character actor. Uh, That's all I will say. She she got into character multiple times. Uh, Most most of the budget is for. Oh, what was that? She's a methadone actor. Yes, that one. That one. uh, She she gets her coaching from Edward Furlong. Um. (laughs) Shit. I can't do anymore. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta cut out the Edward Furlong thing. What if he listens? So then we'll never get him. <laughs> he doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> he still owes me $75. Oh, but <laughs> tell me, okay, so how does this culminate? So we have a spooky record. We still don't know. I, I need to know what it does to her other than. Well, it, 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 it's kind of, it, it's kind of like it begins to possess her. Okay. Um, she begins to have uh, 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 nightmares and dreams with a bunch of. It was difficult to find, but we did find a bunch of women from the age of, I'd say, like fifty-five to to seventy-two that agreed to do f- full full frontal nudity. Oh. Um, yes, there's Bush, not the Bush you want to see, but there is, um, and it somehow begins to call to her into this uh, coven, and the coven is called. The, the lords of salem so she's seduced into this cult almost exclusively by 55 to 75 year old bush yes okay absolutely um it, it, there, there, there is something with a there there is something with a with, on brain like with, it. with a with a midget dressed as a zombie baby with um tentacles uh we're not sure if that's going to make the final cut. Um, it's going to. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> as the producer, um, that will be in the film. Um, so, what? Uh, I mean, what? What? What kind of marketing are we thinking for this? Well, we're thinking of. Um, we're thinking of addressing. Sherry Moon Zombie up as a uh, heroin addicted uh, Beetlejuice in a uh, striped sweater, and then giving her white face even oh. more than she already has, oh. and then putting in big uh, bold letters "Rob Zombie" above the title. Okay, so is the cover of the film um, going to evoke anything? Like, say, for instance, if one were to look at this box art. Would they think, hey, that looks like an interesting film and then kind of be um, dragged into this film expecting something that it's completely not what it is? That's not about. Yeah, uh, ab- 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 absolutely. Hence, um, hence putting Rob Zombie's uh, a name as, as big as we can get it uh, on the cover, uh, hoping that there are still people um, ignorant enough to to continue to give him and thereby you money. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, is, is there any way possible that we could maybe, um, I don't know. It, th- there's not enough popping here. Is there any way that we could like shoehorn some people into this? Uh, maybe, maybe get it some kind of you know horror cred. Just because Sherry Moon, um, I love her. She you know I love her. Uh, you love her clearly. Um, oh yes, absolutely. She's not difficult to work with at all. Uh, and, and 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 a talented actress. She's getting better. Oh, uh, yeah. definitely on her way up, for sure. 
is there any any maybe horror icons that we kind of shoehorn into this thing? of course. You know, uh, you, you know that old white guy from that from that thing. Uh, old white guy. Um, oh come on, he's old white guy from that thing. You know, from that other horror movie from back in the day. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. He's very easy to get. Uh, um, yeah, you know, he hasn't returned any of our calls yet. <laughs> okay. It, it's another, um, it's another old white guy from that thing. He was in, he was in either look, either which way we got him, but you want to know what, go ahead. Gunnar Hansen. Mm, no, um, I, again, I, look, okay. I, I met the, you know, I, it's not the name, you yeah. know, it's just, he's that, but, but what's even better is we got that, uh, we got that one black guy from that because we're diverse. Um, Keith you know, we're, No, no, oh. no, not him. The other one, Tony Todd. No, uh, no, he wouldn't. It, you know, it's hard. It's really difficult to 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 not, to get a hold. From, it's not that guy from uh, Day of the Dead, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, what about, I mean, I mean, he's in it though, but he's, he's so much older than what he was. So people, people will recognize him, but not, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and Rob Zombie saw a movie with him in it and really liked him. Mm. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't happen to have Keith David or Tony Todd's number, do you? Um, Uh, we've been trying and trying and it just, uh, it just goes to voicemail. I, you know, I, I don't, I think he's busy working on, um, on death counts too. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. That was a, we could have had that one. Could have, uh, but <laughs> death house, you can't say no, you can't say no to death house. Tony Todd doesn't say no, Rob. Um, well, he just hasn't, uh, he, <laughs> just, he hasn't, he, he hasn't had the chance to, uh, cause he won't like, again, uh, I can't do this anymore. I quit. You win. Okay, <laughs> God damn it. Oh my God, I, I, I did not expect that. Oh. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I lost a while ago, but I thought I could keep it going. Dude, that movie was awful. That movie is the worst. Okay. It's a bad movie. I, I, <laughs> I remembered more about it than I thought I would, but it's, it's a bad film. I did. I, I Just... still haven't finished it. Now, I turned it on. It played, and it ended three different times and i i still cannot my brain refuses to absorb it it refuses to absorb that movie there's no more space left it's like it goes into immediate like conservation mode like like that's it it won't as i said i remember a lot more about it than i thought i did but you remember a lot more than me and i just tried to attempt to watch it because i'm like i got no clue what he's talking about right now i do have to (laughs) I do have to uh, apologize. I I I, I uh, made reference to Ken Forey being from Day of the Dead, his from Dawn of the Dead. But um, the the whole reason that I brought up the cast <laughs> was when you mentioned the the midget. I I wanted to see if it was the uh, what's his name the the little guy from uh, Candy Corn and Oh yeah, uh, Thirty One and stuff like that. I, I was looking to see if if it was him, but there are no little people actors in the cast here <laughs> but Jesus. you missed michael berryman isn't it uh, yeah well no he's just he's that white guy from that thing 
that was Michael Berryman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, who is it? Udo Kier is in there. Oh, uh, God, that's right. Udo Kier is. In it. And again, that was one of those things. It just went right. I couldn't absorb it. Um, Sid Haig. But, you know, I, I knew you weren't going to get Sid Haig any credit. Um, uh, I don't remember him in it. I'm telling you, I just watched this thing this week and I don't remember Sid Haig being in it. It was probably a cameo. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, God, that movie's so bad. It's a bad film, dude. It's a bad movie. Um, but again, it's been, I, it's been at least ten years since I tried to watch it. If it's even, and it, it hasn't even been out for ten years. So <laughs> it's it's been since it came out. I tried to watch it because I was excited. Uh, I don't know if excited is the right word, but I I enjoy House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. So when Lords of Salem came out, I wanted to. And then I didn't like 20 minutes into it. I did not want to watch it anymore. And I didn't no. turn it off. Um, and in fact, so that would have come out at the time where I didn't rent movies. Um, if I were to watch something, typically I would, uh, I either went to a movie um, in which I never left a movie. So I didn't see it in theaters uh, or I purchased it, which means I bought this movie and I don't own it now. So, <laughs> I must yeah. have I must have taken that DVD out and immediately destroyed it. Yeah, uh, just just burned it. I saw I saw somebody was messaging in the group about something that's in theaters and it was I guess at the at the Regency or Regal or whatever it is in Tallahassee. Yeah. And had Patrick had to come in there. Oh, it's like the word. But I remember Patrick Patrick worked at a movie theater and <laughs> That <laughs> just it brought all kind of memories back. Bad, yeah. Patrick got all the movies, and because <laughs> he worked at the theater, so he just brought back all kind of memories about. I was just like laughing to myself, like, "Yeah, I still can't believe that place is still open." Because I don't remember it being good in like 2002. <laughs> no, it was good until AMC came. But oh yeah, that's because at the time, it was literally just the only other theater. Uh, before the Governor Square one showed up, the only other theater was that Miracle Five. Um, oh yeah, which then turned into like the, or maybe maybe it always was, but I remember never going there because everything was there was like foreign art house films at the Cinema Five. Yeah, um, which it it had a good. I saw Napoleon Dynamite there. Um, I saw. <laughs> but um, I do know I saw in, uh, Napoleon Dynamite at Miracle Live. That was that, that's that's a nice memory. Um, it was also uh, the so bring it back into a horror theme um, based around my working at the movie theater. That was the uh, I worked there the night that Abin Fever released, and because we live in a college town, well, I live in a college town. Rob left me. Uh, yeah, I live in an old folks community now. Yeah, um, which is fine. I mean, what you should have done is get a get group group watch party for Lords of Salem. God, that'll be your next assignment. <laughs> Set up a no, tape. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. I gotta figure. I'm gonna I gotta figure out something, but I'm gonna make it make it terrible. So yeah, since 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 it's in a college town, um, somebody had the bright idea. I I guess. Probably not Eli Roth because these decisions are made by the studios and shit. 
somebody had the bright idea that for the release of Cabin Fever, they were going to have uh, some of the actors go to certain college towns and do meet and greets at these theaters on opening night. Um, the problem was is that the event was poorly marketed, the movie was poorly marketed, uh, and so all it turned into was these two people who nobody recognized. We didn't get the guy who was in Boy Meets World. We got uh, the jock guy and I don't know, one, one of the actresses. Um, and it was awkward. They just <laughs> at a table all night. Nobody came to the movie. Nobody spoke to them. It was just awkward as shit for the entire night. I don't even remember. I that's how bad that whole moment was. Like I spent a night with two of the actors from Cabin Fever. I don't remember their names. No, I don't remember anybody was in it except for Boy Meets World guy with uh, Ryder Strong or whatever. And nobody knew who Eli Roth was when it came out either. I remember picking it up at the I don't know, movie gallery or blockbuster and then watching it and being like, man, this Eli Roth's going to be, he's going to be big. And then yeah, disappointed me just daily. Eli now, Roth. I, now I guess he's just a horror historian because he can't make a movie that's worthy of being on the horror historians list. He's like it's all crap. He's a great producer. He's produced some really good. If you haven't seen, um, no, now if his name's on with production, I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty happy with it. Um, seen the clown or? Oh yeah, clown. Clown was great. Um, oh, I forgot to. Was it uh, Covenant? Was good. Yes, the co- and then um, the Last Possession or the yes. Last Exorcism. Yeah, uh, was good. Um, I did just see on uh, Amazon. Uh, Sam Raimi's got a production out there with uh with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the unholy. And that actually looked, that's on the list. I put it on the list. That actually looks pretty decent. Um, that, so the trailers intrigued me on that one because it looked, um, it looked like one of those kind of throwaway films. Um, and then, but the trailer looked like it had a lot more. It did. I mean, the, the trailer looked really good. You could tell it is just saturated with CGI, which, which usually, which, it takes me out of a supernatural movie. A supernatural movie, if you're gonna have CGI like shadows and just creepiness, um, mm-hmm. but th- but it did for like what's happening right now with a lot of movies or not that many movies coming out. Um, it and randomly never heard of it. It's on the list, and I like I like Jeffrey Ding Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So I mean, I think it'll be good. I thought he was good in the possession, so I was kind of hoping this will be the same. Yeah, so I, I I do want to check out Unholy. Um, I did watch at the re- recommendation of uh, one of our friends. Um, I did watch. Uh, you have other friends besides me? An hour. Oh, mutual. One of the guys in the uh, the text group. Um, he uh, he suggested uh, the Hollow Man, and that's that on one, my list too. And I haven't seen it. Other one, like it looks like it's one of those. You know, throwaway like Bye Bye Man. Uh, oh God, that movie sucks. One Miss Hall. Um, you know, one of those like just uh, the the first Ouija movie. It, Truth or Dare. That yes. Wasn't yeah. It it looks like one of those throwaway teen horrors. Um, but it 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 takes some turns, man. It it is not the movie I thought it was. Um, 
And I was actually by the end of it, I was like, okay, all right, I see this is got a little, uh, got a lot, uh, a lot more going to it than I thought it was. This, this is a lot more in depth than what I thought. Um, so I do, I do recommend the Hollow Man. At at, at the end of the day, that was solid. That was Good. Solid. Well, uh, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Um, just a recap. Watch Ernest Hollow Man. It's got a good recommendation. We will be back on the next episode. I think maybe try to do like a double, try to watch the unholy because I do want to watch it. And then gonna gonna definitely gonna watch uh, Malignant. And we have another episode of Pitch Deck coming up. I haven't figured out what I'm going. Whatever I find, I'm gonna make you rent. I think I'm gonna make you actually have to pay money unless you have it on DVD, I, which I is pay- incredible that you had Ernest on DVD. I paid. Uh, no, I I had to. I had to purchase. Well, I thought you had it on DVD. I was uh, like, oh shit. Seventeen ninety nine for I well, because I wasn't going to rent it. I I've owned it for years oh, now. Rules up before the end of the episode. You, you have to you have to give me something to watch. I can't. Okay. Okay. See. You don't get you don't get to think about this. That's not. Damn how it. No. Oh God. Bad um. Oh man, no, 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 no! I'm on the spot. I'm on the spot. Um, Village of the Damned. Oh, which one? I'm one of the weird people that like that movie. The one. Okay. With yes, the the good the the only one that counts. The one with Christopher Reeves, <laughs> Kirstie Alley. Yeah, I'll watch that shit again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Um, this one shouldn't be a hard episode. It's the only thing that came to my mind because. I got a whole John Carpenter's watch list going. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, shit, he did Ghost of Mars. Oh, shit, he did Village of the Damned. <laughs> I probably should have told you Ghost of Mars, but I haven't watched it either. Okay. I, God, which one do I have? Um, wait. Moon already. I don't know. I think. It, damn it. Um. So, yeah, you're gonna have to rent it because I had to. It's all, I, I'm gonna have to rent it when I watch it. But yeah, I'm talking. Like, I guess it's like 19. Yeah, it was 1991 or something. Yeah, but it's got all. It's got it's got Christopher Weaves when he was still walking, um, and uh, Kirstie Alley. But you know, can't go I guess wrong. Post uh, Look Who's Talking Now fame. Hmm. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, it's about the uh, there was a. Meteor that blew oh, up. Oh, don't 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 spoil it. I don't, oh. I don't want any spoilers. Oh, and then also, oh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker is in it. He plays the priest. I did see that in the preview. Okay, awesome. All right, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this. I remember liking that. It it's been twenty five years, but I remember liking that. Okay. <laughs> well, so we got we got everything lined up. Next next episode, we're gonna have Malignant, Unholy pitch deck on village of the damned and then if there's any other stuff that pops up Wait, um so are we doing a very special uh warren's episode when are we doing that uh, we all want to mix everything together because then we'll have nothing to talk about <laughs> um uh we will do i gotta do some research i've got to put together a warren's episode for myself yeah um I, so I, i'm thinking okay next episode Unholy, we're going to do a double feature. We're actually going to watch a movie that's new, too. So we'll do Unholy, 
Well, do Malignant just because I want to tear that movie apart because I know I'm I know it's going to be when the fans are already like, oh, it's supposed to be bad. It's going to be real bad. Yeah, um, and then bad. we will do Pitch Deck on Village of the Damned. And then the next episode after that, I think we just we're going to go wall to wall Warrens. Maybe, okay. we'll, maybe we'll rewatch some of the Conjuring because I would like to do a compare and contrast of what of what the Warrens said they did and what actually happened. So I think that would be fun. Okay. Um, so I will rewatch. I will happily rewatch at least the Conjuring two. Okay. Um, okay. I think we I, both. I Conjuring- think we go. I got to rewatch the Conjuring too because that's actually the most controversial case. That, but that is the most solid of the film. That it that, is. I love. It is. Um, the first one, I first one. Oh, the first one is just like Amityville horror, yeah. and The Exorcist rolled into one, yeah. and they just applied the James Wan filter to it. I mean, I that's why the movies are as good as they are. Hit is good because they look so good. They look very good. They're to the they, eye, they look well. That's yes. Yeah. Well, cool. We got it all laid out. Uh, we're gonna sign off with uh, with my with the new ringtone, the new Ernest Metalcore ringtone, just so, so just so I can hear Pat, just so I, I can watch Patrick react to it. So we'll you we'll talk to you, or you'll hear hear from us soon. And uh, okay, so we're we're recording again, with Patrick. I, big announcement to make we have yeah. an we have an encore to this episode where we could not stop talking yeah. about her <laughs> so after the episode rob and i kind of talked for a little bit about you know what's been going on and stuff like that and then we round we we came back around to Ernest. out could, of all the things we talked about we it, still had more to say about Ernest. more importantly like i i can't get off like i'm stuck on how good that creature design was i can't get past how good the practical effects were so i I want to take one pause for a second yeah patrick through this whole podcast every time i've been like it's amazing it's patrick's it's good it doesn't really hold up for me but yet here we are making it on making an addendum because patrick Ernest is in his head he's worked his way in i stand by all of that i stand by everything i said about that however as i said earlier the the creature design is is fantastic like way better than it should be so i want to run down a a list of popular 1991 horror movies that it was that Ernest scared stupid was up against okay so the people under the stairs Ernest beats it yeah but i'm I'm saying like creature design wise it that that doesn't really yeah, that movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> Freddy's Dead. I think the I think the practical effects in Ernest Scared Stupid are better than the practical effects in Freddy's Dead. Oh, for sure, because this is like so deep into Freddy that they couldn't even get his they couldn't even get the burned skin right on Freddy. Yeah, um, yeah, the snot of of the of Trogdor or whatever uh, Grandor. 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 Um, the snot looked better than. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Practical effects in Freddy's Dead, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. Um, gonna skip uh, the Howling Six. Uh, oh, it, it beats the Howling Six by far. Child's Play Three, um, which 
if, if, if. There wasn't much practical effects in Child's Play 3, except for when the fan cut the side of his mask. Yeah, the, so the practical effects in Child's Play, um, all of them, really, but even Child's Play 3 was, you know, when you see the little person in the costume versus the puppet or the animatronic. Yeah. And it there's it's always jarring. There was no, uh, the consistency with Ernest Scared Stupid, with, with Trantor, was it was there across the board it always looked good um critters three which uh go that ahead hits, and that hits home that hits home for patrick go ahead and record this better because critters i mean you got puppets essentially you got just puppets um uh ghoulies um and ghoulies go to college <laughs> i haven't seen that one the unborn boneyard puppet master three uh, oh, for sure, I had to watch that one. For sure, yeah. Uh, subspecies, uh, which subspe- were were those primarily claymation? Uh, there- I don't know. I have not. Thank God, I have not. Well, I'll, I'll make a note. We need to watch. I'm, we'll we'll do something with that because it sounds fantastic. But it's just I, I'm going down this list, and I have to tell you, man, Ernest scared stupid was it was it was up there if not surpassing every single one oh i think it surpasses every single one you've read off because like you said 90 uh, like 80 percent of that whole list people are confining everything to just puppets were Ernest scared stupid they were like oh i mean they live action guy in a suit real masks like yeah. everything in that and like, then like you said the disturbing foaming blood pools yeah when they spray them with milk yeah, the, the the articulation of the lip, um, and it wasn't just like so. A lot of times when you see a uh, an animatronic mask, um, a lot of times you'll see the same like little piece of the lip snarl, and and, and it's just kind of repetitive motion. Yeah. On this one, it was it was nuanced. Like I don't know, man. It was it was extremely well done, especially for an earnest. Like it was seamless. Um, you didn't see, you know, there were no inconsistencies with the costume. There was no, uh, uh, it didn't even look like, you know, a lot of times they'll have where the heavily makeup or the, the part that takes the most effort, you know, takes up a certain amount of it and then it goes into, let's say, a shirt or, or some padding that they can use to cover up the fact that it doesn't cover the whole actor. Um, this didn't really have a very noticeable area of that. Um, it was just, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, Trantor, uh, way ahead of his time. Uh, like, well, there you go. There you go. This is the definitive horror movie of 1991. And probably, I'm sure if we had more time, probably deep into the nineties for full costume, full, like you said, all the animatronics, the lips, the way everything moved. I'm sure they did. Cause after this, they got. CGI. They really started to lean toward anything oh. they could do CGI. It's probably like one of the last real full animatronic head, body, arms. And Hollywood has always been scared of werewolf transformations to make. It. I mean, this is one of this movie went out there and did everything mm. that the Howling hadn't been able to recreate, mm. that other movies haven't been able to recreate, and they did all of it in. 1991 in an earnest movie in an earnest movie in nashville tennessee 
Yeah. Yeah, not in Hollywood either. They didn't like shoot it in Burbank. They shot this on site in Nashville. Nashville. And not even so when we say Nashville, we don't mean like downtown Nashville. This isn't no. this is like this is rural Nashville. This is Yeah, out- that also means yeah, they had to build everything, then get it to Nashville, then make it work. Yeah. So yeah. Alright, but that's all I wanted to say. So well, I'll definitely attach this to the end of the episode. Um, and uh, I'm not going to play it right now, but uh, enjoy the metal earnest breakdown that I'll cut and add to the end because everybody wants to hear that again. And uh, if you want it as a ringtone, uh, send me a personal check for $49.99. Uh, I'll link a P.O. box in the bottom. hope that you didn't stop listening because this is Patrick's addendum number two. <laughs> to Ernest, uh, the 1991 classic. So extremely important to note, we were just talking about the special effects and how much I couldn't get past them. Uh, come to find out that, um, the, uh, Trantor was designed and created by the entire production team (laughs) from the writers and directors of killer clowns from outer space. I, I, I had to throw that in there. Um, that, that another solid film um, that had that, that Ernest still did better. And actually one of those, one of those trolls did look like a killer clown. One of the, one of the spare, one of the spare trolls in the end. So maybe that guy just had it lying around his shed. Yeah. And that, well, and that's what was, uh, uh, what was mentioned was that how the trolls near the end actually resemble a lot of the killer clowns. So a nice little Easter egg and uh, Ernest scared stupid. Look at, look, look at us learning stuff. Yeah, we didn't we didn't want to. No. But, but Ernest has Ernest still. Okay, so I'm I promise I'm done. Like this is the kind of stuff that other people would look into before they recorded a podcast. We don't like to do that. We like to do things no. the other way. So we No, we don't. We uh think of a topic, then we just start spewing random shit about it, and then uh, apparently we can't stop talking about it and then we, we then we're interested enough to look into it. So yeah. Okay, well, uh, for the third time, uh, enjoy the uh, the outro, which is the earnest uh, metal metalcore remix. It'd be fantastic. There probably won't be another addendum after this. So if no. you do if you do hear the music, then we're the episode's actually over. But you you can wait till the music's over in case I add some, just in case, because who knows? Patrick well, could call me in the in the next thirty minutes and say, "Well, one more thing." <laughs> It, it, I, I did say we were the Tucker Carlson of horror, but I think this is motivating us to really do just an earnest podcast. That'll have to be an offshoot. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll or talk every, to you guys. An earnest addendum. Every single episode. In ad, an we'll addendum, do, an addendum to a world. Yeah, also. Yes. Okay, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Yea, I call thee forth, Trantor. Well, there's your problem right there, Vern. Ah! I knew an Ottoman Eagle Scout. He got a merit badge in wholesale thought.
did you suspect that I am a master of hedge flip keto? She told me about this troll that had red glowing eyes. 